0: Good morning, hope all is well with you and yours for this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning and welcome again to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Dr. Peter Ely and I have the distinct pleasure of serving as pastor over this beautiful group of people here in this part of the world. Amen. And we're just so grateful to God for keeping us and keeping us alive. And we're just so ready to go into worship on this morning. How many are looking for a high time in the Lord on this morning? I'm looking for a high time. I know that God has been good, and he's been good to all of us. Amen. And his mercy continues, Lord, to just endure forever and ever. I ask that you don't sit on our our praise and worship leader this morning, that you get with Sister Johnson. Amen. That she takes us into um, worship on this morning on a high level. We've just been enjoying the gift that God has given her. Amen. And her supporting us here at the Safe House Church here in Greensboro, North Carolina. For God is good and He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. As we go to worship on this morning, it's all yours, Sister me God bless you all this morning. It's such a privilege again to be with you all. Happy to know that He
1: worthy to be praised. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, he is good, yes, he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, he is good. Yes, he is good. Forgive thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Forgive thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good. Yes, he is good, for he is. Yes, he is good. Sing it. Oh, give thanks unto the. But to the holy one give thanks because he's given jesus christ his son and now let the we say holy one give thanks because he's given jesus christ son give thanks with the grateful heart give thanks to the holy one give thanks because he's given The bottom of my heart, I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been so, so good. You've been better to me than I did to myself. You've been so, so good. Happy of you is that your testimony, God, you've been. somebody's Somebody. been moaning but remember that God will always be your your friend when everyone leaves your I- side This is get your peace on this week. You didn't have to. And don't Pains you bear That means you don't have to bear But why do you bear It's not because you have to But it's because You don't Realize the privilege of carrying Everything to God In prayer I hear somebody saying that it's been heavy Hallelujah But you don't have to bear it He never intended for us to bear those burdens. Take your heart to the Lord in prayer. more but God can do what no, no other power no other no other power can do because God specializes in things me and you, can you? Nobody else, no doctor can heal. He can do. What no other power can do. Take advantage of this moment and just lift your hands up. God, you will do what nobody Nobody else else can. He will do what no other power God can do what no other power God can do what no other power the things that are and he can do what no other no other Holy Ghost can do.
0: God bless you this morning. How many you know he made a, way this, morning? You know he made a way this morning? How many of you know he made a way this morning? Hallelujah. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. How many of you just so grateful to God for all that he's done that he's a way maker and He makes ways out of no way. That he turned our darkness into day. That my God, our God, he can and will do anything. And I'm just so grateful for this beautiful worship that we had this morning. Hallelujah. That she just poured her heart out this morning. And God, we just praise your name, Lord Jesus, for your wonderful, your kind, your love, your peace. You are omnipotent, you all-seeing, you all-knowing, Lord Jesus, and we just honor you, Lord Jesus, this morning. Lord, we give your name, the honor and the praise, oh God, the glory and the power, Lord, for it belongs to you and you alone, for we dare not touch that glory, oh God, but in all that ways, we acknowledge you, Lord, and you say that you would direct our path, Lord. We thank you for, Lord, your life, health, and strength on this morning. We thank you for power, Lord. We thank you for love, Lord. We thank you for roof on our heads, oh God, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, food in our stomachs, oh God clean water to drink, oh God. Lord, we thank you for all the necessities of life. And Lord, we know that you're able, Lord. We know that you can and we know that you will. Lord, we thank you for safety. We thank you for protection. Lord, you all along the way. And we just honor you on this place today. We honor you this day in November, oh God. Lord, Jay, as we get towards Thanksgiving week, oh God. Lord you, Lord, that we have set aside, Lord Jesus, to give thanks, oh God. But Lord, we give thanks continually each and every day, Lord you, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do for us, Lord. And we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Oh God, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down the sand, he's so worthy to be praised. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. For God, has just been so good to us. We don't say that clichély, but we do believe, amen, that God has been wonderful. He's been kind. He's been loved. He's been peace. He's been omnipotent. and all seeing Lord. He's been God of my life, and I'm just so grateful that we have the opportunity to come here. We have one more time, and give his name the honor and the praise, and give his name the glory that he deserves, amen. And I'm just so grateful for the wonderful praise and worship service that we had on this morning. Oh, man, um, for God has been good. We've just been working it in this virtual space. You know, and we just doing what God is um calling us to do. And I, I you know, and I and I keep thinking, I keep pushing, and you know, I keep getting different confirmations on things, but God is doing something different here at the safe house church. That we are pioneering a whole new area, whether you believe it or not, that we are pioneering a whole new area. They're saying that people are not going back in the walls of the church per se and there's so much scandal and things are going on and you know around people but we just the people who love God amen and and you know and I look and I was talking to um, an individual last night and I was saying well you know we hadn't been back in a building since last Christmas you know and I've been working on it and everybody we've been going to seem to have been turning us down amen you know you know a lot of churches have left left a lot of blood and bad business in a lot of areas and it's made it harder for individuals like ourselves to, um, to come behind them. But nonetheless, God is good and he's worthy to be praised. You can rest assured your pastor is not going to put you in anything. That's going to be a bad deal for us and our future. Amen. Cause we do have a future. Amen. And I'm just so grateful. And as I was telling them, I said, well, even through this, God has kept us together as a church. Not, not one person has left. Amen. We have all our members. Amen. And looking to get more and, and go forward. And they said, well, you know, this is the church of the future. That people are not going back to the buildings, you know, per se. And especially these younger kids. You know, I look at my own kids. You know, they spend time on the internet and, and Facebook. And you. I mean, and I don't, they ain't on Facebook. But, you know, they on YouTube and all these kind of things. And this is a whole different generation. But I know God's power is encompassing. Amen. That it's everywhere. But then at the same time, I saw a thing the other day that said, that electric you know is the difference between you know seeing the fireplace and being by the fireplace and i believe that amen so every now and then we do need to put our foot in the fire amen and we're working on that and like i said i know i keep saying it but i'm trust me i've been working on it and we've been working on it and like i said we got turned down a couple of times but nonetheless god is good and we're gonna work it out and he's gonna work it out in due season i'm just so grateful to all of you all here the beautiful members of the safe house church here in the beautiful city of Greensboro. I know we got some cold weather this week, and Hope everybody is well and everybody's doing well. I know that the change in the temperature has gotten some down and some have you know, gotten sick and got head colds and all kinds of stuff, but we trust and believe that you um, get over there in the meantime due season. Amen. I want to also give a shout out that we had Sister Pam's um, birthday, Sister Hicks um, celebrated her birthday on, I believe it was it Friday, I think it was so we want to say um happy birthday to her and i think that's the only november birthday i got on our list if i missing another november birthday please let me know because we want to make sure that you get your shout out amen that you know another as they say another trip around the sun that's important so happy birthday to sister hicks i hope that you enjoyed that day that you had got to do everything you wanted to do and got all the love and support your church here family here really loves you and thank you for all that you've done and all the support you brought here to the safe house church so god bless you and um another happy birthday to you amen um as we this week we working on the uh what the holiday weekend amen we are going forward with is um thanksgiving you know so now we're at that time of the year where all these kind of things are going on all these holidays so please be careful be mindful as you go forward that um you pay attention to your surroundings and where you are and what you're doing. You don't want to hear any report of anything happening to any of our members, amen. And that's for others, just not just our members, but anybody, you know, be careful, be vigilant, um um be um visual and observant of your surroundings and where you are and who you're with. Amen. We saw just on this, we even in our city that one young lady had lost her life and it seemed that, you know. That some things have happened and they're not even sure, you know, and I won't speculate or say because I'm not legal or authority to say so. But you got to watch your friends. You got to watch those who you call your friend, everybody who's in your face hollering, um, saying that they are your friend doesn't necessarily mean that they are your friend. So uh, he just warned to our children, amen, to those children who who are watching, amen, and to our adults that everybody is not for your good. Um, no matter you know what they say or what they do, you know I, I've learned over time and i've learned the hard way sometimes that people I thought were on my team were not necessarily on my team and In fact, they were working against me and working hard against me But when you know the bible says like this, um, if you have the lord on your side then what you know that you, it's more than the whole what? if you on god's side then it's more than the whole world against you Amen I know I didn't paraphrase that because exactly right, but that's I mean essentially what it says that if you're on God's team, then you don't have to worry about it. that he has more than enough and he's going to conquer all. So I'm just grateful. How many are just happy in Jesus this morning? Just happy. I'm just happy in my spirit. God allowed us to travel up and down dangerous highways. I know he's allowed you to travel up and down the dangerous highways and allow no hurt, harm or danger to come to you in any form of fashion. I'm just grateful that we are healthy and things are as well as they are. Yes, we know things are going up and things are this, but God has kept you. He's kept me and he's kept you. And I'm, grateful for that all those (laughs) the sick and shut in amen so grateful to see my dear brother um tony williams doing so much better amen his battle with cancer amen lymphoma but god has just been good he's just been good he's been good he's been good and i from one am grateful i want to give um honor to first lady um felicia Ely. we're just so grateful to have her here and all the safe house church members so if this is your first time welcome to the safe house church my name is dr peter Ely, and i have the or the wonderful privilege of serving as pastor here at the safe house church. Well I serve our uh, people. This is a servant um servant job, amen. This is not something I sit in and I get and I gather. No, but I serve God's people. We here, um, the Safe House Church, we work on three principles we believe that God has called us to. And we call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, in that we're going to teach you God's word, and we're going to walk with you, and we're going to talk with you. Some people, it's instantaneously, and then some people, it's a process, amen. Then, what? then we're going to empower you. We're going to empower you with the gifts and the things that God has given you. If you got some gifts and talents that God has given you, we want you to see you go out there and what use them to your best ability because the world is deprived from something when you don't do what God has called you to do, when you don't work in your purpose, when you don't work in the divine order that he's given you, that now we are what being held back because there's something that we only can get from you because you matter, amen, that you matter, and we um and and it's important that you bring to the earth what it is that God is giving you to bring to the earth to help everybody else reach theirs. And then what happens is in turn, they're able to give what God has given them to be able to give to somebody else. This is how we all work together for the Bible says where all things work together for the good of them. That's what I'm calling according to his what his purpose. So work on his purpose. Then the last piece is what? Accountability, that we have to be accountable for our actions, the things we say, the things we do, you know, that you know sin is still sin, amen. Yes, we believe in that sin is still sin. Yes, we believe that holiness is still right. There is a level of accountability that I am too. I'm accountable to God's people, and God's people are accountable to me, and we're all accountable to God for he's the judge, and he's the author of our faith, and, and he has all power. I'm just a servant, amen. You know, if he takes me out and he fires me tomorrow amen then there, there'll be another this is not my church this is what our church that we're working here with belongs to him and we're just part of that pastor and i'm just grateful to you on this morning if you would be so kind please hit the share button share with somebody else let them know that the safe house church is on so at this time we're gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go right before you in the word that i believe god has given us today to share with you um on this week. And again um happy thanksgiving to all of you all um, as you prepare for your festivities, um, if you're traveling, please be careful. Please, as my grandfather used to say, watch out for the guy with the blue light. Amen. Um, you know, some of us lead for drivers. Be careful. I mean, I know we we can be careful, but, you know, the other, other drivers can be all over the place. So we do pray the prayer of mercy and grace around you um, as you travel down the dangerous highways. If you're traveling by road or you're traveling by air, I um, hope that you get that time to enjoy with your families. We will be praying on next week. We still will have our prayer Monday, um, through Friday. If you can join, great. If not, I I get it. But I will be here praying even on Thanksgiving, Amen. Because I want to give Him thanks on that day for what He has done. I want to make sure I thank Him for what He's done here in the Safe House Church. You know, I, I I wonder it all the time, and I was like, I think you know the Bible. You know, not the Bible says, but there's an old saying that says, "A family that prays together stays together." family that prays together, it stays together. And I was wondering, and I know some have said, you know, you know, with our situation and not having a building and all this kind of stuff, how do your church stay together? And I thought about it. and, And the more I think about it, it's like, because we pray together every day, we don't like everything everybody do. We have our disagreements. We have our arguments, but we take it to the Lord in prayer. And I do believe that we are successful as we are because we pray Every single day. Amen. And we pray together collectively Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Um, um, that's Eastern Standard Time. So we're just grateful for him and grateful for prayer. So I just want to let you know that we will be in prayer. And on Wednesday night, um, Bible class, we will counsel Bible class. We're going to give you the opportunity to prepare. I know many of you may be traveling and getting ready for Thanksgiving and that. So on um, Wednesday night, there will not be any Bible class Wednesday night. No Bible um, class because we going to allow you to spend that time with your family and prepare because we are a family church. Amen. We believe that families are important because the church is made up of families. Amen. You know, so that is important and it's important that we spend that time. What time is it that, you know, what good is it that I do all this and help everybody else and I lose my own family? Oh, come on somebody. That we can do all of this and then lose our own family so this, you know, God wouldn't have that. So we got to spend time and do what we got to do and take care of those things. Amen. 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 All right. So let's go. If you'll be so kind today, let's turn to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. I want to start a book of Joshua. We want to go to Joshua, the sixth chapter, and we want to go to verse number one. We want to go to Joshua, the sixth chapter, um, verse number one, and I will give you here a second. I will put it here on the screen for you all right as you can see there joshua um this is the conquest of jericho Uh, i believe there is a word from the lord and it says this now jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of israel none went in went out and none came in and the lord said unto joshua see i have given into thy hand jericho And the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass compass the city, and all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Then thou shalt do six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priest shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when thou make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down, down flat. And the people shall send up every man straight. Before him, every people shall send up every man straight before him. All right, so if I was going to use for a subject today, I want to talk to you about run the play. Let's talk about run the play. Let's pray. Lord, had the Father, Lord, should we come to you, Lord, this morning, Lord, it's unbelievable as yes, we know how. Lord, we just want to say we thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I said you give us this word, Lord Jesus, you've given us the Lord to share with your people. Lord Jesus, Lord, let it be, Lord Jesus, nourishment to their spiritual bodies, oh God, to encourage them to go on, Lord Jesus, and do what it is that you call them to do, Lord Jesus, to go where you call them to go, and to say what you call them to say, to live how you call them to live, and to pray how you call them to pray, Lord, and we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, so run the play. Well, if you go back and we look at this story here, this is the story of Jericho. This is a famous story that many people may know and many of you probably recall hearing the story of the walls of Jericho and they come falling down. There were songs that's been written and things that have been said, poems that have been done, plays that have been written around this thing of the walls of Jericho falling down. And they talked about the phenomenon of, the walls falling down. Now, if you remember and recall, you know, a couple of Sundays ago, we was talking about a thread and, you know, saved by a thread. And that thread was what was, um, that scarlet thread that was put out was put out by the harlot, um, the, the harlot Rahab and the harlot Rahab, because she was, she hid the spies that like Caleb, and I can't remember the other one at the time, but Caleb was a spy and they went into that land, and when they got into that land, they spotted out to see if they could take that land, and where would they be? So you have to remember, this is the now Moses is dead, and Joshua is leading the crowd, and and they're going in, went into the promised land, and the promised land is their land. But they had to fight for it. Oh, come on, somebody. How I many you know that God has promised you some things, but that's some work that you got to do? God has promised you some things, but that's some things that you got to fight for. I know some people, you know, they say, sit down and let the Lord fight your battles. And and that is true. But then there's sometimes he told you to get up and you fight because he wants to see you put some skin in the game. He wants to see you that you will be acknowledged. But he wants to see do you follow the direction. He wants to see how bad do you want what it is that he has for you. And at the end of the day, it's a faith walk because he's told us that we are to possess the land. He's told us that it's ours to have. So therefore, what we're fighting against ourselves in faith to go forward to know that this is ours. So here what now he sends, you know, i Caleb and them go out into they spy into the land and they come back and they able to give Joshua the report. And Joshua has this conversation, and God tells Joshua how to go about it. He tells Joshua that I'm gonna give you the land, but you gotta run the play. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to give you the land, but you got to run the play. How many of you know that God has told you that he's going to give you something? But more importantly, ask yourself, have you ran the play? See, most of us want many things that God has given us, but we don't want to run the play. You know what I mean by play? When we think about turns. this is the end of football season and we have basketball season that's already started. And, and me being a former athlete, I remember there was times that we would go to practice and we would practice plays. And what our plays were, were strategies that we have had set out, they were different moves that individuals would make all in sequence at the same time, that this group here was playing football, this group here would block in one direction, and the running back was to get the ball, and he was to go in another direction, and the quarterback was to say certain things at certain times to be able to tell us when to move and when not to move and what to do and when not to do and and give a signal because he was basically our own field general, and this is things that we practice, and we practice to try our best to practice to perfection because we had our opponent on the other side whose job was what? To stop us from running our play. Stop us from gaining ground. Stop us from going forward. I'm here to tell you today that we have an opponent in Satan and his job is what? To stop us from gaining ground. His job is to stop us from moving forward. His job is to stop us from believing that we can score and believing that we can win when God has already told us that we can win because he already knows who's in place. He already knows what he has on his roster and all he's asking us to do is to run the play. And see, sometimes, brothers and sisters, we get so caught up. The Bible says it like this it says lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen. But so many times we get in the point that we want to do our own thing. We want to do what we call ab lib. When I was playing basketball, we had this play that we call motion. And the, and the guys that I play with always want to run motion. Why? Because motion means that you can just pretty much do whatever you wanted to do. We can do. Run and make all kinds of cuts and all kinds of stuff that we were in motion. And motion was a play, but it wasn't a play. It was more like street ball in the sense that, and so many guys were so used to doing what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, and put themselves in position the way that they wanted to put themselves in position. That what, but only what benefit them. But when we ran the play, the play actually sets us up that what others could score. The play sets us up that we have the best option to score. The play sets us up that what well, we can win the game if we. Run the game. And we run the play strategically. and We run it enough times, and we ran it the way that he told us to run it. Because why? Our coach knew the opponent. Oh, come on, somebody! That what we have a coach in God who knows the opponent, and all he asked us to do was run the play. Here he gave Joshua a play. He told Joshua that I know that you don't have many numbers, and I know you're looking at the city, and you see the fortified walls. Somebody's dealing with some fortified walls in their life right now. You're looking at the city. You're looking at what God has called you to do. You're looking at what God has told you you're going to do. You're looking at the business God told you, you would have. You're looking at the family that God told you would have. You're looking at the educational hurdle that God told you you was going to cross. And you're looking and say, Lord, how am I going to do it? Well, there's a wall in front of me, oh God. There's a 10, 13, 14 foot wall in front of me, oh God. There's a wall wide enough for chariots to ride through, Lord. How am I to carry down this wall, oh God? All I have is what I have, Lord. All I have is this rod right in my hand. All I have is my faith, oh God. Lord, how do we turn down this wall, Lord Jesus? How do I turn down this wall of insecurity, oh God? How do I turn this wall, Lord Jesus, of, of people, Lord Jesus, wanting to kick me out and all kinds of things, Lord? How do I turn down this wall of, Lord Jesus, just feeling, Lord Jesus, left out, Lord? But God has a play, and he's asking you to run the play. Hallelujah. How many of you really to run the play that he's asking us to there's a play that God has in place. And all he's asking us to do is to run the play. He didn't tell you to design the play. He didn't tell you to pick the play. All he says, run the play. And if you run the play, then what? There is certain victory for you. So here now we find that what? He sits down and he tells Joshua. and He tells Joshua in detail. How many of you know that God speak to you in detail? that line upon line and precept upon precept that way he would give these things to you amen so he sits down and he tells Joshua in detail this is the play Joshua and this is what you need to do and you need to gather your people and you need to circle around the city every day and um, with the trumpets in front this is important this is strategic why because I believe that God used seven because we know seven is God's number and that seven is the sign of the covenant with the children of Israel and here on this seventh day what does he do he's using in this first six times just to see if they're going to be obedient. Oh, come on, somebody. How many, you know, what if God would just tell you to run the play and nothing happened? Right away. Sometimes he got to see if you're going to run the play to perfection. He got to see, are you in it truly for him or are you only in it for selfish gain? Are you in it to see the kingdom go forth or are you only in it for you? Are you in it to see other people be blessed or are you only in it for you? Because God is not a God that he's not marked. That whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So what is sowed into the flesh shall be what? Reaped in the flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. What is sowed in the spirit shall be reaped in the spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. So what we find here is that what? That he's given Joshua a specific play. Some of you, God has given you specific plays to run in your life, and yet we don't want to run them. He's told you to pray, and you don't want to pray. He's told you to go over here and buy this and you didn't want to buy it. He told you to save this and you didn't want to save. he told you don't marry this person and you went in and you did it anyway. Oh, come on somebody. He told you don't buy that. And you went and you bought it anyway. And then you wonder, and then you ask the God, and God is merciful, but God has a play that is written to perfection for you to win. Here. Now what? Now we find that Joshua, no matter what they're going through. So now for the six days, they're walking around. They looking silly. Can you imagine what the people on those walls were saying they were sitting on the walls and they were looking and they saw these This little small group of people walking around their city. They saw them walking around there every single day wondering what was going on Mm Mm-hmm See, sometimes people are looking at you and they looking at you in a situation. They say, well, you know what? I, I don't know what's going on, but God, I'm running the play. Lord, I know right now it look crazy right now, but I'm going to run the play. I know, Lord, right now it don't look like I'm winning. And I know a lot of you seem like you're in places and situations and circumstances. It don't seem like you're winning, but God said continue to run the play because at the end, we know that we win. This is why this is what? A test of our faith. It's a test of our obedience, amen. The Bible said obedience is better than sacrifice. Are you willing to obey? Are you willing to do what God is telling you to do? Because if God can trust you to do what he told you to do, then he can bless you with more. Why? Because he doesn't bless you with what you have for you alone. He blesses you to be able to bless somebody else. I keep telling you all that this thing is not about you, it's not about me, but it's about us in the collective, amen, so that God blesses me, and when God blesses me, now it's time for me that my cup is running over to give over to somebody else's cup who is empty so that I can give somebody something that they were missing, that's why I'm telling you all that it's important that what we be empowered, that we do what God has called us to do, that I don't care what it is that you think is ministerial, I think you think it's little, you think it doesn't matter, and I'm telling you that you do matter, what God has given you does matter, why? Because that one ingredient that you have may be the one thing that I've been looking for. It might be the one thing that I needed. It might be the one piece that I needed to complete my puzzle. Amen. It was the one part that I was missing. I never forget. I went to a training one time, and we was in the training for leaders. And what they did, and we had these puzzle pieces, and they gave us look like a little bag of a jigsaw puzzle. And our group, each group was to put the puzzle together. And I remember distinctly, and this stuck with me because I thought it was a powerful lesson, and that we were putting our puzzles together. And as we put our puzzle together, what we noticed is that we was missing one piece. And as the other groups put their puzzle together, they noticed that they were missing one piece. And what this caused us to do was we started to communicate with the other groups and say, are you missing a piece of your puzzle? Are you missing a piece of your puzzle? And then they started to communicate with us and they were missing a piece of their puzzle. And then we started communicating and say, oh, well, you don't have this piece, but this one have this piece, and what we'll find out, sometimes the piece I had was the piece that needed to go with somebody else, but somebody else had the piece that I had. This is why we all need each other to survive. That's why we all need each other. It's not about me, it's not about you, it's no big I, no little you, but what we all need each other, cause there's a piece that you may have that goes to my puzzle, to help my puzzle be complete. There may be a piece, I don't care how big you are and how small you are, there's something that's inside of you that speaks to me. Hey Amen, somebody, if some of you all inspire me, so. So much. Some of you, you know, call me and tell me, "Well, Pastor, I'm so inspired about what you're doing and what God has done." But you know, the truth of the matter is that you inspire me. That I see what God is doing through you. And I see how God has changed your life. I see how you've changed your situation and how your circumstances changed over time. And it's given me the power to sit up here and continue to preach when I'm discouraged, when I want to give up, when I want to throw in the towel, when I want to walk away with it, and when I want to say, "Lord, it's all done." That somebody who comes and picks up the phone and calls me and says, "Pastor, this happened for me," and this And it reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing that. It's not about me, but it's for you. And he's telling us to run the play. So if you will run the play, just run the play. Run what God has told you to do. Do what he's called you to do. Why? Because it matters not just to you, but it matters to somebody else. It matters to somebody else who's looking out there, who's looking, who needs some inspiration. Somebody else out there who needs to see a man or a woman, a guy who really lives about what they talk about. Who really practices what they preach. Who really goes the route that they, they say. that. They, who really walks the walk and talk the talk. They looking for the real McCoy. They are looking for the real D. They're looking for something that's genuine. They're looking for something that's authentic. And I'm telling you that it's here in the house if you will run the play. Why you having to run the play? Because sometimes when you run the play, it seems like you're getting beat up. When Sometimes when you run the play, it seems like you're getting humiliated. When sometimes when you run the play, it seems like you, 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 you're, you're not making any headway. And it seems like you just, you, you're spinning your wheels. But when you run the play, ha <laughs> I'm here to tell you that they safe house church. We're gonna run the play. You know God has given us a vision. This is what He said: What write the vision and make it plain and do it. What it tear for? Why it will speak and will not die? That's Habakkuk. Amen. And He tell us that what now yeah, we got to run the play, run the play, run the play, run the play. So now what, Joshua and them are walking around the walls of Jericho six times. And on the sixth time, you know, they're blowing this horn that they, they told them to blow it by seven priests. And what? They have the Ark of the Covenant. And what is the Ark of the Covenant? It's representative of the Spirit of God being with them. Amen. That God is with them in battle. And they took the Ark of the Covenant everywhere that they went. The priests would carry it. Only the priests could carry it. And they had to meet certain criteria to be able to carry it then. And, they, and everybody just cannot carry anything. See, this is a special group, I believe, that God has given us here at the Safe House Church that we are, what, carriers of the anointing. This is why we still got to live holy. This is why we got to live righteous. This is why we got to do everything to the best of our ability. Why? It's because there's somebody whose life is being changed by watching you. They're seeing you win even though you think you're losing because you're running the play. And as you run the play, what you'll find is that sometimes when you run into the play, see, this is the thing. And I remember distinctly in football that when we would be running the play, see, you can't see everything develop like the coach can because the coach was sitting up on high. Sometimes they'll be up in that booth and they can see the play start to develop as you run the play. But when you run into play, you don't see that. All you do is what they used to say, do your job. And as you do your job, you hope that everybody else was doing their job. And then what happens is all of a sudden that this play starts to develop. And all this, all of a sudden this hole will start to open up. And this gap will open and the running back now will take the ball. And he will carry that ball through that hole and go through and make the moves that he need to make based on everybody else doing what? Running the play. What is running the play, Pastor? I'm glad that you asked. It means that you using your talents and your gifts and your anointing that God has called you to do. It's time out for you being on your do-nothing screw. Some of you, God has given you great oratorical ability. Some of you, God has given you great business ability. Some of you, God has given you great teaching ability. And what are you doing with it? Who are you blessing? Who lives are being changed? Because you refuse to run the play. I'm telling you, if you run the play, <laughs> that there is a strategic strategy to run into play. Because God is what He's omnipotent. He sees it. He sees the play development if you'll run it. But what? We sometimes we get to the point that we lean into our own understanding. We want to run it the way that we want to run it. We don't want to do it the way He told us to do it. What if the ch- children of Israel went in there and tried to beat down the walls of Jericho? They would have lost utterly. They had a big battle. They had a big, a, a big army inside of Jericho. But what did they do? They ran to the play. So on what? Day seven, he told them to do what? Go around seven times. Now think about it. how silly do they look. They've already been around six times and nothing's happened. But them blowing their little horn. Mm-hmm. And now on the seventh day, they go around seven times. And what do they do? They blow the horn. And the Bible said they may give a expel of a shout. And then what happens? The Bible says that what? The walls came tumbling down. They lay flat. Jericho was not ready for what was about to happen to them. Because they didn't have the play. But we had the play. And he told us during the play that what we are to do it the way he told us to do it. So what happened? God gave them the victory. And the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. These walls that were so fortified that nobody could get into the city. These walls that were so fortified nobody can get over and and, and, and get in that place. These walls were so fortified they wouldn't. The Bible said nothing went in or nothing went out. They, they, would, they took care of themselves. They were their own self-contained city. So therefore they had no way for anything to be breached. And what did God do? God tore down the high places. He tore down the high places. He allowed the walls to come tumbling down. And you know what? The walls did what? They fell inwardly. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that what you're dealing with, it will collapse from the inside if you run the play. It will collapse from the inside. You ain't got to do it. They'll self sabotage themselves if you run the play. If you run the play, the situation would take care of itself. It would implode itself if you will run the play. If you run to play that, the whole thing would just fall within itself. So what we hear, if you read the Bible, um, Jericho would say, wait, the walls fell in. They fell in within themselves. Killed thousands just doing that. Are y'all with me? The walls will come tumbling down if you run to play. So now we find. That what, now as they go through. Now, I believe there's, you know, some say, oh that's a far-fetched story. But if you think about it, it's not that far-fetched. You think about it, if you got thousands of people, they just go from a natural point of view, for y'all, for those who are just so, you know, so, you no know, you know, God is God. And let me, let me break it to you from a natural point of view. Imagine if you had thousands of people walking around your house every single day You know where that's going to develop? I remember as a kid, we used to develop little paths in our yard. Because there were places that we would go consistently. And as we went down consistently, what would happen is we would wear down the grass in that area to the point that no grass would even grow. Because it would be trampled under our feet. And to the point that now, the more you walk that path, what would happen is the dirt in there would start to erode. And next thing you know, we had a little trail going right through the yard. Now, imagine for a moment you put that trail around the base of your house. Mm-hmm. And they were walking, they were walking. What they were doing was, and they did not even realize it, they were eroding the foundation of the wall. See, if you'll be faithful and you run the play, you'll be eroding the foundation. Because, see, if you think about a wall, it stands up like this. And what was happening was this foundation here was being eroded away. So at some point, the wall is almost just sitting on top of the wall. Oh, I me mean to drop that. Y'all get what I'm saying? And then on the seventh day, the Bible tells us to what? They were to go around seven times. And on that seventh time, he said, shout. Now, I don't know about you, but as I talk and I put my hand in front of my face, I feel some power coming out of there. I feel some wind. If you will put your hand in front of your face like this and talk, do you not feel something coming out of there? Oh, come on, somebody. And the Bible said that he told them to what? To blow the trumpets with a long blow? I'm a, I, I'm a musician. I got horns in here. If I blow them with a long blow that there's some power coming out of that. So now not only did they, they, they blow the horn with a long blow, the Bible also said that way, he told them to do what? To shout. So you imagine for a moment, all these people around these walls with the foundation that has been eroded from them riding, walking around, walking around, walking around. And then they get up there and they shout all at one time. Because if you go in and you read a little bit further, and I ain't want to read the whole story, but if you go in and read a little bit further, Joshua is clear and tell them that you do not say anything until I tell you to, you do not say anything until I give the order. It's strategic. So what do they do? So now they go around and what did they get around the wall? And Joshua says now, and they all shout. Think about it. We all said hallelujah in unison one time. It's a powerful voice. It's a powerful force coming out of that. And the Bible says they did it all at one time. So with the horn blowing and with that shout going, I believe the sound waves. This is just Ely. This is Ely 101. I believe, you can believe what you want to believe, but I believe that the sound waves of that blast shook the walls. Because a voice is powerful. A voice is powerful. Your voice is powerful powerful if you run the play, because God will put you in a position where others will have to listen to you even when they wouldn't listen to you he'll put you in a position where they have to come to you for advice they have to come to you for strategic strategy they have to come to you to go through the door and what because God has mellowed your heart you're going to take care of them. you're going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do you're not going to be working in vengeance see this is why you had to run and walk around this wall because while you walk around this wall, God is removing some of that bitterness out of you. I know they did you wrong, but God got you if you run the play. I know they took advantage of you, but God got you if you run the play. Because see, running the play, it, 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 it takes some of these things out of me. It opens some doors that I couldn't see. It allows some things to happen, and God knows it all. For He's sitting back and he's watching it all. He's sitting there, he's watching it all. And he's watching it unfold as you and I run the play. So as Joshua and the children of Israel ran the play, what do they do? They go in and they they do. And, and then what happens is what? Now, like I said, they shout. And I believe, like I said, it shook those walls and the foundation was already shaky because they had been walking around. So I believe that they, the children of Israel they made a trench around that whole city. And now that wall was sitting on top of that. And when they, when they hollered, fell in. Boom. What The force of their voice was coming from the outside. And it caused it to collapse on itself. Now, that's what I believe. I ain't going to tell you I got Bible or scientific backup knowledge about that. But some of that is just common sense. Mm-hmm. Some of that is just straightforward. Now, you believe what you want to believe, but I walk in faith. And I believe that this happened exactly like the Bible said it happened. I do believe there is some archaeological evidence that even states that. And the Bible says, what well, then they go in and what did they do? They take over the city and they destroy everything. Run the play completely. He said, destroy everything except who? Rahab and her family. Rahab and her family were spared because of her kindness to the men of God, her kindness to the spies. So be not deceived, God is not marked. Whatever a man soweth that shall he reap, he sowed. And she protected the memory. Rahab was what? The harlot, she protected them, so people knew men in and out of her house, so they weren't nothing strange and she hid them, kept them, protected them, and then what? As a result of her protecting them, she sowed that seed and the seed was returned to her. What many fold? She only saved two people, and in turn, God saved her entire family. She was saved. Her mother and father was saved. All her kin were saved. See how that works? So I ask you today: Do you are you going to run the play? God has been strategic about it. He's already running. He's giving you instruction. He's told you how to do it. He didn't tell me how to run your play. Because I don't have your gifts. I don't have your talents. But you run the play that God has given you. And I'm going to run the play that God has given me. And what's going to happen is they all going to work together. And we win together. We go forward together. Change lives together. Change this city together. Change this state together. Change this world together. But make no mistake about it. It's not getting any better. But God does have what a remnant that he will protect. If you look throughout God's word, if you look throughout the Bible, there was always what a group of people that God protect. And I, for one, want to be in the number. I, for one, choose to be in that number. Do you choose to be in that number? I'm telling you, it's those who are running the play. Will you run the play today? Will you do what God has asked you to do and do it well? Do it strategically, do it with strength, do it with excellence, do it with grace, do it with power, do it with love, but run the play. God bless you all, love you all, I don't have any more, God, I'm poured out this morning, but I want you to know that God has a play for you to run, and he just wants you to run the play. It's strategic, he already has it set up, he's already told you what to do, and maybe you're refusing to do it. I'm here to tell you today, yes, weeping may it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What? Because you ran the play. And you didn't quit. You didn't quit. Three things, and I'll leave you with this. Number one, God knows your opponent better than you do. So run the play. God knows your opponent better than you do. So run the play. Number two, God is a strategic God. He's a God of strategy. So run the play. He's a God of strategy. So run the play. And number three, <laughs> do everything you do in excellence and run the play. God bless you all. Love you all. I hope that this has been um, nourishment to your spiritual bodies on today. The know that when you look at this thing and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do as I run the play? God's been good to you. I asked you on today. Um, we're gonna go, and I want to pray for you before we go. I know we're in the holiday season. And I want to make sure that I pray for our people. Amen. Um, as God, uh, as we go forward. Oh Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the tremendous word, Lord, of running to play. Lord Jesus, you know which play, Lord Jesus, you've given us in our hearts to run. Lord Jesus, each and every individual, oh God, how all these plays collectively come together, Lord Jesus, for your major play. For you have a map out, Lord Jesus, way for us to go. Lord Jesus, you have a map out way for us to do and things that you have us to go and say, Lord Jesus, and move, Lord Jesus, and walk and talk, Lord and, Lord, I thank you for all that you've done, oh God. Lord, we praise your name for that, Lord. And we give your name the honor and the praise for that. Lord, the glory and the power, Lord, for yours and yours alone. For we dare not touch that glory, oh God. But in all that ways, we acknowledge you, Lord, and you say that you'll direct that path. And, Lord, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Lord, we honor you for that, Lord, and we praise your name for that. And, Lord, we give your name the honor and the praise for that, Lord. just that you help us. To run the play to perfection, oh God, Lord Jesus, that we do what it is that you call us to do, Lord Jesus. That this word was nourishment to someone's body on today, Lord Jesus. There was nourishment to their mind, Lord Jesus. It was encouraging to their soul, oh God, Lord Jesus, that they are to stay in it and continue to run the play. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, Lord. We thank you for all the offerings, Lord Jesus, and the sacrifices that have been made. strength us and keep us, Lord Jesus. Watch over and keep us over the holiday weekend. Lord Jesus, and let us be, Lord Jesus, um, visual, Lord Jesus, of our surroundings, Oh God, and know where we are. Lord, you protect and keep. Lord, you bring us all back safely, Lord. And we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you all. love y'all. Would y'all help us in tithe and offering a little bit? Here at the Safe House Church, <coughs> here at the Safe House Church, we, we believe in giving and tithe and offering. And here our tithe and offering are here given by way of the cash out. We do cash out, you can do dollar sign, safe house church, GSO. Again, it's dollar sign, safe house church, GSO. Or you can do paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, it's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Um, um, <clears throat> the Bible in St. Luke um, third, 6 and 38 says, it's give and it should be given unto you good measure. Press down and shake it together and run it over shall men give unto your bosom. For God has been good, and he's worthy to be praised. And we thank you for each and every dollar that's going to the safe house church. It's going to the, the to, to the um support of the safe house church. Thank you and God bless you. All right. So that's all I have for you on today. And I hope that you've been inspired. I hope that this has been a life-changing word for you, that you just run the play. Run the play God has given us. The Bible says his obedience is better than sacrifice. And I found in the last couple of years as I've been running the play, sometimes it seemed like I've been losing. and seemed like, you know, that things have not been going my way. But then all of a sudden I see a little light. And I see a little bit of light on that to say, you know what? I'm going to win. We're going to win. Why? Because of my faith. And the Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I ask that you keep the faith on today and know that God has got you if you run the play. Take care. I love you all. And uh, we'll see you in prayer on tomorrow morning. And if not, I'll see you again on next Sunday after uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Remember, no um, church on Wednesday so that you can spend that time with your families. God bless you. Love you all. Take care and bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving.